This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, the rookie season look back continues as we hit the halfway point. And Cam Hill talks about the challenging parts of the Townsville track. You know, that, those left-right chicanes, the car is nervous. You know, it can be a bit spooky through there, you know, committing to those corners. And with speculation over what's happening at Tickford Racing, how does Declan Fraser focus in on his racing whilst he knows there might not be enough seats for all the drivers at the team in 2024? Oh, there's obviously always certain things that are moving around and stuff like that, so... Um, I'm just, yeah, just playing it by ear and seeing what happens and uh, hopefully we'll know more soon. We continue our look at the rookie year here on Inside Supercars and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Wedlock and Craig Ravel and we're joined by Cameron Hill back in the confines of uh, Canberra and all the wonderful weather that's there. You had a great uh, town all the so it was great to be in warmth again, Cameron. Yeah, it was great to spend some time up north. It was uh, They turned it on for us, which was really, really good. Um, thankfully, the humidity backed off because when we got there, it, I, reckon it was, I reckon it was worse than Darwin when we first got up. But um, no, it was a great weekend. And, of course, it's always a great weekend to, to be with a race team when you're coming off a win. Jack and Matt and uh, all the people, Matt Stone as well, as Matt Saunders, that would have been wonderful to be there for that weekend in Darwin. But then the team has also got that euphoria around them. I imagine that was the same there. Well, yeah, it, it definitely, I guess, just affirms the team that the work they're putting in is 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 working. And you know, there was, a, I guess, a lot of belief that you know, there's nothing stopping us from from achieving those sorts of results again. And and you know, Jack had some outstanding qualifying performances as well. So. Uh, at Townsville and you know uh, for me I know that there's probably a few things to to tune up for for qualifying but um, in race trim uh, I actually felt yeah quite competitive which was nice. Now of course you've been there in both Porsche and Super 2 it's a track that you know really demands that you you like the place isn't it? Oh for sure you know I've, I've been able to race there a few times now in, in different in different classes um, I raced there in Toyotas you know I, I had a clean sweep and um, you know, it was really strong Porsches. Um, again, I think I was equal first, and and so yeah, it's always a track that I've really enjoyed driving at. But it's definitely a track where 
Um, you need to have confidence um, to get the most out of yourself. And um, I probably didn't find that until probably the first race, really. Um, it, you know, I had a, I had a pretty awful first practice session. We had you know some used tyres to to roll out on, and um, yeah, they they just didn't seem to have any grip at all. So then you're sort of scratching your head, and you know you're not quite sure where you're at, and what do you know when you put some better tyres on the thing? It, it feels a lot better, but I just sort of felt like I was starting my my weekend one practice behind. Any part of the track in particular that you a have trouble with, or b you don't enjoy? You know, I mean, it, it is that combination of street circuit and road course. Nothing that I don't enjoy. Um, I guess it's all about what your car's doing. Um, you know that those left right chicanes. Um, you know, if the car is nervous. Um, you know, it can be a bit spooky through there, you know, committing to those corners. Um, so you definitely got to trust the car and, and a lot of that's just down to the tyres and um, it didn't matter how good your car was, um, you know, when the tyres went away, they, they were definitely a handful to drive. You're now halfway through your rookie season. Where are you at with your mindset and your confidence level of being able to drive these cars in the main game at the top level? I think from a confidence level perspective, you know, it's probably good. It's high. Um, There's been a few moments this year where we've been really good, really competitive. Um, You know, again, on Sunday, um, I saw that um, had things maybe gone our way, um, we were probably looking good for a top 10 result, and which would have been an awesome result. So um, it's it's now just about making sure we can be more consistent um, and week in, week out. Seeing what they've done with Super 2 now and giving them those 40-minute blocks to have their races in, how much of an advantage do you think that would have been for you last year? Uh, probably massive. You know, they definitely seem like they're getting uh, a lot more racing laps, certainly under green, than um, what we had last year. You know, Super 2 last year probably lacked that value. You know, we didn't have long races or any long sort of green stints. And so, yeah, you know, it was basically, you know, qualify and hope you don't get taken out. Um, and that was just how the weekend went. Whereas, you know, now they'll actually get a chance to sort of have a race. And, you know, you, you see a few guys that, you know, they're able to dig their way out of not good starts or, or bad qualifying. So um, it would have probably been a big help. You know, I'm, I'm sort of learning all that on the fly. I need to ask you, what's the one thing you learned out of Townsville? Well, I think we've said qualifying every single time we've had this chat. But I think probably one thing I really learned was um, tyre management. Um, you know, Ty Degg was sort of the talk of the town all weekend up in uh, Townsville, and I, I died by it on Saturday, and I did a much better job on Sunday. And so um, that was really a really positive thing for me to actually, for the first time this year, I guess, um, see, you know, I'm actually able to look after the tyres and, and sort of go deeper into the race than a few other guys, which was really good. So using that later this year when, when it's uh, necessary will, will hopefully be good. One thing that I would like to get an explanation of, because because of the races and all those things, we never really found out, I mean, and I, I know it happened, that the pink on the track, can you tell us what the car felt like when you're driving over those sections with the, uh, the drift cars or the uh, utes or whatever it was that, that put that on the track? Um, yeah, I think we saw it most 
uh, on like the Sunday the Sunday shootout. Um, like we were all scratching our heads. We looked at the first few guys that went out before Jack, and the the times were just nowhere. Um, and we're thinking, oh, maybe they've got old tyres. But then we sort of looked back at how the sessions played out. We went, no, no, they definitely had green tyres, and and the track was just um, well off. So. Um, it's something we talk about all the time in our pre-briefs um, you know, every day, like what sessions uh, are we out after? Um, and, you know, you could see, I think, it, you know, you could see that um, Super 3 were out just after Porsche Carrera Cup and um, Cam McLeod kept doing these unreal lap times, which put him right up in front of Super 2. And but it doesn't take much for, you know, that Michelin rubber to be picked up. And, and then obviously you can get the, the opposite effect when, non-ideal rubber gets put down on the racetrack and um you know again it takes a little while for that rubber to be cleaned up it would appear that it was well and truly gone by the time you got to your race sunday afternoon was the sun at any time a problem as in terms of it where it was in the sky did you have a a visibility problem or anything like that i heard i think it was a little bit low on the front straight maybe um that wasn't too much of an issue you know, I had enough right. things going on to keep me occupied. Sydney, your next race is the closest to a home race at the moment. What's your mindset? Because you have spent a lot of time at the Eastern Creek Circuit, not only as a driver, but also as the, the team boss. Yeah, Sydney is definitely a place I know very, very well. Um, you know, having raced there a lot myself, uh, been there with my Formula Ford and, and Porsche team and uh, and then also just doing a lot of driver training work at, at the circuit. So there's um, no excuse about learning the track when I get there. Uh, and look, hopefully maybe a little bit of that uh, experience will play into my hands. But, you know, everyone obviously in the main game is operating pretty high level and, you know, that's no excuse. Well, thanks again, Cameron Hill, for joining us. Um, I'm sure you'll be busy with your uh, own race team. Have you got a meeting coming up before Sydney Motorsport Park? Uh, not before, no. We we have got some testing, so I'm actually going to go to a few days with the the squad, and um, well, because they've got a bit of a break now, so um, go to the track, do some testing, and then yeah, get to turn up at Sydney, ready for my racing. What does the Shelley's reopening Wakefield Park? What's that going to mean for your business and and being able to do testing that little bit closer? Oh, it's awesome. I can actually sleep in my own bed <laughs> when we go testing for, with the team. But um, oh, it'll be great to have Wakefield Park back online. You know, it was a fantastic little facility. Uh, great for, yeah, I guess, young drivers or inexperienced drivers learning their craft. Or, um, you know, for us, we would always do corporate days there. It was very accessible. So to have it back online is, is, is going to be uh, super valuable. Well, enjoy your weeks of preparation for Sydney Motorsport Park and your testing with your Formula Ford. Cameron Hill, thanks again for joining us at Inside Supercars. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Joined by Declan Fraser, fresh back from his northern trip. Uh, moving house at the moment, but Declan, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good to be back. Halfway through your rookie year, uh, it's an interesting one, and... Uh, Lots of curveballs thrown at you, parity adjustments and all sorts of things. Was it a, a successful council for you? Uh, yeah, like you said, there's been a fair bit of curveballs thrown at us. We uh, went into Townsville with a completely different package that no one apart from DJR really got to test before we actually got there. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It, like like uh, most people have seen, I had the 777 back, which was pretty cool. And 
the weekend itself, we probably didn't maximise enough in qualifying, but through the races I came through in the first race from 22nd to 14th, and then next day we were probably on track for a top 10, if I'm being honest, but we had a problem in pit lane which made us um, have to stop for a, an extra 10 or 15 seconds the next stop. So, um, yeah, I guess a weekend of what could have been, but we made good gains, so I'm pretty happy. Trouble getting into pit lane, what was, what was the problem? Uh, yeah, so we actually had a, a fuel issue, which I think the DJR cars had a fuel issue as well on the Saturday where, um, yeah, just for some reason the fuel was going into the car, but um, it, there was a bit of a misread from the actual equipment itself rather than any of the guys in the team. And uh, we had to pit for an extra 10 seconds to put 10 seconds worth of fuel in in the second one. So uh, it was a bit of a shame. We are probably sitting pretty pretty strong. And I think 10 seconds in front of where we were was about 11th and we had top 10 pace in the last stint. So Bit of a shame, but you just take these things as they come, and it's just teething issues, I guess, with the new systems with Gen 3 and new fueling rigs and all that type of thing. Oh, this was the connection problem, the connector not quite getting in properly, being seated properly. Yeah, we're not exactly sure. We're thinking it might have something to do with that, but um, the guys have still got to investigate it and figure out exactly what went wrong because um, nothing actually jumped out at us and told us exactly what went wrong. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a process. I think DJR's had that non-connection issue on the Saturday, so I guess best bet it it might be that. But, yeah, we still got to just confirm it still. I'm sure it'll come up with you in your debrief, which will be happening tomorrow. Is that correct? Uh, on Friday. On the uh, Sunday race, there was a moment uh, Tim Slade had a uh, problems. I think it might have been a fuel problem or something like that or power steering problem again. Uh, and his car was in the garage. When they pushed it out, no one checked to see if there was a car coming. Jack LeBrock should be getting Christmas cards from all the mechanics at Premier because he so easily could have killed somebody, not because of his fault. A car was pushed out in front of him. He ducked around the inside of that car, not collected anybody, and just pulled up at his stop. Uh, it was a fantastic piece of driving by Jack. Um, if I get the chance, I certainly will at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. It was a great piece of uh, diversion driving because uh, he could easily have killed somebody. Not his fault at all. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I went back and looked at the footage myself because obviously I've seen it on all the um, all the reporting sites and stuff. And I guess for Premier, it was pretty hard because they're right at the end of pit lane. You can't actually – well, you don't really have the time to see any cars coming in the lane until they get there. So – for them, it was pretty hard to actually see Jack coming in. But, yeah, like you said, crazy that uh, Jack got around there without injuring anyone, and it was definitely a good bit of driving. Uh, they got a $5,000 fine and, uh, uh, you know, very unfortunate. It's certainly not a blight against him at all. Um, but, anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, it's, it's a track you know uh, pretty well, having been successful in, in Super 2. Um, you were glad to get back there again because it is that unique combination of street circuit and and road course, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I think it's really good for the fans that they get to experience both sides of things. They can go down to Turn 2 and see what it's like to be in a street circuit, then they can go over to Turn 7, 8, and it's like being at a road course. But um, for me, it was pretty good to get back. I had so many friends. It was actually, if anything, a little bit overwhelming with how many people I had come up from Mackay in the Townsville region and the Sunday region as a whole just to support me. So that side of things was really cool. I got stopped all the time walking through the paddocks and whatnot. But, um, yes, Townsville's always been successful for me from the 86s right through to um, 
the the Super Two with the win last year, and this year I think apart from my qualifying, I think it was still relatively successful in comparison to how we have been tracking at the other rounds. Like I said, the fuel issue cost us a lot of time on the Sunday, but um, I was sort of just cruising out there trying to save tyres, and we were still sitting within the top ten pace comfortably. So. I think we made massive gains, really, and, um, yeah, just a bit of a shame with that fuel, but I guess you just got to cop these things on the chin and move forward and just look at your own results and how you were tracking. So, Declan, I've asked you this question. at every After every event this year, what did you learn from Townsville? I think the biggest thing with Townsville is one of the highest degradation tracks that we've been to now. Um, and with the Gen 3, with the rear of the Mustang moving around so much under braking and stuff, you sort of really got to baby the thing. I remember in the last stint, I went out there and um, basically got down to, oh, I, can't, I think the time was like a 15.9 or 16.0 or something like that. And Stucky came over the radio and was like, mate, I need you to drop off by basically over a second and just manage that for the rest of the stint. And uh, to actually restrict yourself by over a second and a half in driving is actually ridiculously hard to do. Um, so for me, it was more just learning. Like we've been to tracks where the deg is there, but it's never been as excessive as it is at Townsville. So um, just learning to really restrict myself and not get caught in the moment of racing everyone around you because you know that if they're going to blow off their tyres in the next three laps, in 20 laps time, you're going to be coming back at them and you'll just blow straight back past them and be 10 seconds down the road in another three laps. So um, I think that was in the last race another thing. Like I I was behind Matty Payne and I think he must have went out really aggressively at the start of his last stint and we ended up pulling him in by basically half the track. And I got to just the rear of the bar of him at the end of the race um, but just couldn't get past him uh, with only one lap to go when I caught up to him. So um, I think that was really good learning for me, just seeing how that side of thing worked. Now, Declan, it's been interesting because you went to the race with a, a new package. In fact, the, the mechanics were putting the bits on from the parity adjustment uh, as you guys were uh, getting ready to get suited up. What did you notice about the differences yeah, it's a hard one because we haven't really had the opportunity to, I guess, test them prior to being out on track. Like you said, the guys were putting the the upgrades on the day of the event. So um, we didn't really get a chance to see what the car would do. And it did change the feeling of the car a little bit, but I still feel like it's just missing that the rear grip that we need going into the corners to be able to save save the tyres basically throughout a race. It sort of feels like the cars are still sitting on top of the track and we just don't have that rear arrow just to plant the car when we need it just to save that tyre. So um, I think that it was definitely a step in the right direction and I know the supercars are back this weekend doing more aero testing, more engine testing, trying to figure out what we can do to make it better because we're getting there, but I still feel like there's just that little bit more that we need. What did you find deficient? Just like I said, the car's still sitting on top of the track and in a quality aspect, we can go out there and rag the thing and do a good time and that's fine. But then when we get to the races and we have to be able to manage a tyre without sliding and stuff, when we're braking, we're getting a little bit of rear lock because the arrow in the rear is not sitting down the car and that affects your tyre life as well. And then just the basically in your, we just need that little bit more bite from the rear just to save our tyres a little bit more. Now, Declan, half the year is over, both in calendar time and also events. You've still got 
three or four of the biggest events to go, the Sandowns, Gold Coast, Bathurst and Adelaide to go. But I'd like to know, because you're now living a life of 25 drivers in this country, you've been around it, you've seen it before, but now you're living it. How much are you enjoying it, knowing all the different things that you have to do as a supercar driver? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like when you say it like that, I sort of still have to pinch myself that I'm one of the 25 in the country that get to actually do this week in, week out. And it's been a big learning curve as well. Like last year I got to experience in the sense that I was on the outside looking in. I had the opportunity to every briefing go and actually sit in and listen. But this year I'm living it, like you said, and it's been a different shift in my own mentality of, each week we're changing tracks and we're trying to figure out new new improvements for each track. And you do one event, then you've got to basically scrap it from your mind and think of another track with a different degradation number, a different aero package number. Like Everything's just chopping and changing so quickly. So I think I'm just still trying to get into the processes of that. But um, I'm absolutely loving the challenge, if anything. Like It's been the new cars coming in. It's been a challenge with that. But then moving my whole life back down to Melbourne again and then trying to re-establish myself in another team and gelling with new drivers, new engineers. It's been a massive challenge in that aspect, which I absolutely love a challenge. And so far, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're trucking along all right. One of the things, of course, that you had last weekend was the opportunity to share with your parents. Now, I imagine they've been to a number of your events this year. Is that right? Yeah, they come to every single event. Yep. Especially, as you talked about, walking through the paddock and people stopping you, people you've known all your life. I, I imagine it's been something special to have been there on the ground and having your parents right there and, and you know, having Rod Nashes and Tim Edwards, you know, talking and turning to your parents and that would have been very... Yeah, Dad, um, Dad's been so involved. Like, Mum and Dad have both been very involved, but Dad's been the one who's been at the track basically mechanicing my car since I got into the 86s and go-karts and all that type of stuff. So... For this year, we always joke that we need to buy him cooking mitts that don't have, like, the fingers in it so he can't touch anything um, just because he's so eager to get back involved. And it's been a big change for them because, like I said, they've been so heavily involved in my career up until this point where now they're sort of sitting at the back of the garage just observing and more keeping me not in check but just talking to me rather than working on the cars and, and all that side of things. So... I think for them it's a big change in um, dynamic, but they're loving it. They get to come away to the race meets. For once, I get to tell Dad, I was like, it's all right. You don't have to touch a car. You can actually take a chill pill now and just enjoy it for a little bit. So, um, yeah, it was great to have them there. My sister's coming to the more rounds that are closer to Victoria because that's where she lives as well. So um, just having the support for my family there is, yeah, it's really special to me to be able to share it. The one thing, uh, and I remind young drivers of this more often than I should, but I do, they're there and you're there in the job you're doing because of the skill and daring you've shown, the ability you have to learn the business and to do it properly. You're one of 25 because you have that ability to go and race one of these cars. So don't ever forget that. Declan, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure knowing you and seeing you firsthand, knowing what you do. So thank you for that, all right? No, thank you so much for that. And yeah, it's um, that that really means a lot. And like I said, like we do what we do because we've had the support of our family this whole time. And without mum and dad making the sacrifices they made back when I was trying to get into the category, or even back in go karts and eighty sixes, like none of us drivers would be on the grid without our parents. So 
um, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate what you're saying, and yeah, massive credit goes out to them as well. Declan, it's going to be an interesting time, and you are in a team that is being looked at from every angle as to how many cars they'll have next year. Are you contracted past this year with um, with Tickford? Oh, there's obviously always certain things that are moving around and stuff like that. So um, I'm just, yeah, just playing it by ear and seeing what happens and uh, hopefully we'll know more soon. How does that affect your mindset or are you able to compartmentalise things a bit like your co-driver from last year who could just put it in a box, put it on the shelf and that's dealt with until I uh, get my helmet off again? Yeah, I don't think it really comes into my mental side of things on a race weekend at all. I sort of, I'm there to do a job and I feel like I'm, I'm gelling well with the team and everything and whatever they decide, like it's their decision. But at the end of the day, like I'm not involved in those decisions and I'm just there to do a job and I feel like we're making gains and that's all I can focus on right now is trying to do the best job that I can do in the team that I'm in and um, just having fun while we're doing it as well and not trying to overcomplicate things and think about outside influences basically well the next job you've got to do is an all-in test day you're heading off to winton next week what are the things that you're going to be looking for to try and get out of the car during that test yeah i think the opportunity to actually look more into this arrow that we've got and hopefully this week i think supercars were doing the the different upgrades and looking at different parity adjustments and stuff so hopefully by the time we get to the test day next week we might have a little bit of an idea of another upgrade maybe that might be coming in so it's all about just learning about the new things that are currently evolving with the cars and um we've struggled a little bit with our quality pace this year just i haven't been able to find any confidence in the platform that we've got underneath us at the moment so i think that's going to be a really big thing and just learning um what different changes we can make to get the car better in those quality situations because We've gone out to the track now twice and every single time it's run, we haven't been able to do a test day. So I haven't tested in a very, very long time. So not just learning new tracks and um, new dynamics within a team, I'm lacking in being able to actually do laps in the car. So I think the more laps we can do on the test day, the better um, understanding that I get out of the changes in the car and same with um, Stucky, my engineer. Well, Declan, thank you very much for joining and giving us an insight into the world as a rookie in V8 supercars. I uh, look forward to seeing you at Sydney Motorsport Park and also look forward to hearing the results of how the test goes next week. So thanks again, Declan, for joining us on Inside Supercars. Perfect. Thank you, Legends. See you soon. Bye. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.